Grace Talks, a Christian woman podcast that on a regular day is studying the Bible, the women in it, and applying it to our lives today. Today I am here with... Caitlin! My Miss Caitlin! <laughs> Miss Caitlin, do you want to give yourself a little bit of an intro? My name is Caitlin, obviously. <laughs> um, I am a worship leader and I work in kids ministry also. And I am the worship leader for my main worship team on a Sunday morning. And my church's youth group, our young adults group, and women's kids ministry oh, kids and women's ministry. ministry. So I'm a worship leader for like five, no, four teams. And then one is just by myself. And so, yeah, that's kind of what I do. And I also write songs and sing all the time. All the singing. All of the singing. Even when she's just talking. Yeah, it's probably really annoying. But no, that's it's fantastic, because okay. I do it too. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, that's who I am. And Miss Caitlin and I just, we didn't have a particular topic really on our hearts to talk about today, but as Miss Caitlin over here is involved in worship and all these good things, we figured it'd be a great opportunity to talk about maybe praising the breakthrough, before the breakthrough, and just kind of... I don't know, whatever the Holy Spirit puts on our hearts today, so. When did you start really getting closer with God? Oof. Um, probably whenever I'm, <laughs> whenever I moved to Texas, like, four and a half years ago, <laughs> and came to Burleson, lived with my aunt who lives here still, and then we would pass by Grace Church every single day, and we would be like, mm, we're just going to try this one first, and we tried it, I think maybe we tried it actually second. But we kept seeing it, like, every single day, and we were like, we, we're going to try it. And we came and immediately loved, like, the worship and stuff like that, and then loved our, the pastor, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then my mom was like, no, but I really need you to, like, get in this youth group, because that's the whole reason why I really wanted to come here, was because I heard that the youth group was really big. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I don't want to go. Like, I don't want to meet all these new kids. I'm scared. <laughs> and then I finally went. And I was, like, welcomed by, like, people that I'm still friends with now. And I was completely, like, welcomed in. And as soon as, like, worship started in youth, I was like, okay, I really like this. I don't want to admit it, but I really like this. <laughs> and PJ started preaching, and I was like, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is really good. And I immediately, like, fell in love with it and made the decision in my mind become a part of the church and be social even well I'm like a natural social butterfly but like it's still (laughs) scary yeah introduce yourself to everyone and so I would like follow my one friend that I made around and then I slowly became friends with every single person in our youth group but then I feel like that's where my faith really started growing because I finally started to have Christian friends and I had friends from church at school, and so I just kept coming to church like every Sunday and Wednesday and having that consistency that I had never had before really helped me like want to change who I was. I started reading my Bible like every single day, praying way more, and changed the music that I was listening to, and that's whenever I started becoming like way closer. Which, like, I had, like, fallouts, obviously, because, like, I mean, everybody does, especially when you're young. Like, I was only probably 16 at that point. Yeah. One one of my really good friends always said, uh, faith isn't linear. Yeah, it's really not. (laughs) Did you immediately start helping out with the youth's worship when you joined in? Um, it was probably, like, 
three or four months after I joined, I was like, oh, I really want to be on that worship team so bad. But I was scared. I didn't really know the youth pastor that well. And I was just trying to get to know people anyways. And I was like, he's not going to let me on the stage whenever I'm first, like, joining. Yeah. And so I was like, I'll just be faithful and just, like, come and then I'll ask. And he was like, yeah, we'll just have you try out. And I was like, I'm so nervous. <laughs> and I remember he played guitar and we went into the big sanctuary saying Oceans. And he was like, yeah, you can be on the worship team. And so then I started, I didn't start leading for, like, a year, though, or maybe more than that. But I would sing, like, backup vocals and, like harmonies and stuff and I was pretty satisfied with that and then I remember suggesting the song Reckless Love to him and he was like oh yeah we're gonna do this song and then I was just like God please let me lead this song please let me <laughs> like I just really want to lead this song so bad like I just in my heart I was like I want this to be my song that I lead and he was like Caitlin's gonna sing this song and I was like thank you Jesus <laughs> when did you start helping out with the big kids and the adults in the main sanctuary Oh, like for that worship team, mm -hmm. for a big worship team? I got asked to be on the worship team by the pastors a little bit over a year ago, maybe like a year and a half. And I was on the worship team for probably like six months or something like that. And then I got really depressed. Yeah, it was just a really bad time for me. And I stopped showing up on time and stuff like that and there'd be times like on Sundays whenever I just wouldn't even come and like I would just be like sleeping all day and stuff like that or like I would wake up and like feel really nauseous and I'd be like I'm actually like really sick right now yeah. can't come and so I quit and then I went through like months of not being on it anymore which honestly it was like a huge stress reliever for me to not be on that worship team mm -hmm. but also I was like I feel I felt like I was kind of like running away from what God wanted me to do yeah and then um, the leadership of the worship team changed and Jenny was on it. And I was just, like, coming really consistently. Mm -hmm. And I just felt God, like, saying for me to just, like, tell Joni, like, what actually happened and why I quit and not give the excuses that I was giving before and just tell the whole truth. And she was like, okay, I'm going to talk to the pastors, see if we can, like, just see what they say about the story that you just told me and pastor mark she told him and he was like i actually like really want her to be on the worship team again just tell her to keep coming consistently for a while and then we'll like put her on and i was like okay and so then a few months later i had to play guitar and like sing and they were like okay like now we want you on the worship team again like this will be like the time whenever you get on like permanently again so ever since then like the summer i've been back on permanently that's kind of like a long story. but <laughs> That's good, and it all fits in with, I don't know, God's plan for you. And also just the concept of worshiping all before, during, and after the breakthroughs. Yeah, and it was like, I mean, I was definitely like worshiping while I was waiting because I started like because they were obviously not gonna put me on worship team when they didn't know if I was like being consistent on Sunday mornings mm -hmm. yet and so like I was like okay I'm gonna be consistent like I don't want to just show up because I'm gonna be on worship team like I want to show up because I want to be at church and like come to meet with the Lord like on a Sunday morning right. and like get filled and so like I would come and I would like worship and every single Sunday it was like the Holy Spirit would go through Joni to me and I would be like bawling <laughs> and I would text her like every single Sunday I'd be like your voice just 
Holy Spirit just smacked me in the face. Like, I don't even know. Like, I would just be, like, crying the whole time. And it was just, like, a really good growth period for me of just really getting into worship. It was just, like, a good waiting experience. Like, I recommend doing that while you wait for anything. Like, it was just, in the way. It was just in the really way. good. So since the beginning, essentially, early on in the second book of the Bible... We see an example of a woman, Miriam, celebrating what God has done for them and what the anticipation is that he'll do, leading them into the promised land, dancing, timbrels, music, worship, all that good stuff. You were mentioning, though, praise before the breakthrough. So that, for mental imagery, then, would be instead of celebrating after God's parted your your dead sea, like your obstacle... Yeah. You have your timbrels out, and you're dancing and getting everyone going and saying, like, in anticipation of those waters. I feel like praising before the breakthrough looks like a lot of different things. Like, it could just be, like, lifting your hands and giving God your all in worship even when you don't feel like it. And it also can mean, God, I trust you in this season. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to do what you asked me to do and just wait for you to do what you're supposed to do. Like, I'm going to do my part, and I'm going to wait for you to do what you already promised. Right. And I feel like that's a big thing, especially with women who are in our season, which is such an in-between stage Mm -hmm. of we're adults. There's a lot of milestones that would be likely approaching in our life, but it's it's a weird area to live in. Yeah, it's like a gray area of life, I feel like. Yeah. So I think that is definitely important, is the praising in this. Like, for us, in moments of our singleness mm-hmm. and enjoying this extra time with God and extra time yeah. with fellowship that you, that I think is really unique to our age group as well. Mm-hmm. And then not, like, taking for granted the time that you have right now to just be you and God. And, like, appreciating it for what it is. Because, like, the next stages of life are likely going to be, like, marriage. Or, like, even just, like, the dating season Mm -hmm. alone. Like, forget about, like, marriage. The dating season is going to take so much of your time more than you realize. Yeah. Yeah. Like, dating, engaged, married. And then you're going to have kids, probably. Mm -hmm. So then it's like, you're... This is the most time we're ever going to have in our lives. Even though it feels busy, like, it's just going to get busier. Right. And the freedom of choices to decide where we Mm -hmm. live, what we do with our time, our career in a way that doesn't affect other people, Mm -hmm. and getting to just enjoy the freedom that comes associated with that. Yeah. Even if you're someone like me who doesn't exactly love to make (laughs) decisions. Yeah. Yeah, praising in the breakthrough, praising before it, praising in the quiet. I feel like that can be a, a difficult one. Yeah. It can be hard, like, because sometimes, I don't know, there will be times whenever I'm, like, worshiping and I feel like I'm giving God my all and I feel like I'm not feeling the spirit the way that I sometimes can feel, like, the overwhelming wave that crashes over. Sometimes I don't feel it the same way. And I feel like sometimes it's hard to not get superficial about a feeling that you get and to, like, remember that it doesn't matter how I feel about it. Like, the Holy Spirit is always with me. Like, God is always with me. In those moments whenever I'm praising him, like, I don't have to feel, like, the gratification of, like, the overwhelming wave of the Holy Spirit to want to praise God because, like, he's worthy regardless. Right. I'm trying to think. uh, Faith over feelings, I guess, is a good way, Mm -hmm. maybe, of phrasing that. Because feelings are something that are really fickle, and they're hard to... I mean, it says our heart is deceitful above all else. 
so what we feel isn't always accurate to the moment, but I do know exactly what you mean of sometimes you get so blessed in those moments when you do get to feel God so yeah. strongly and the Holy Spirit so strongly. And so when you don't, when it doesn't hit, it's like, ah, but I want to yeah. feel that every time. What's your go-to worship song? Oh, currently it's Firm Foundation by Cody Carnes. The one that I always go back to is Your Love is Strong. That song is, I'm, I go back to that song a lot, too. You sang it really well during our women's book study, but it literally just feels like such a love song. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Your Love is Strong, yeah. but it's, it's, it's so good. I love the bridge, like, the Your Love vanquished all my enemies, it broke the cage that silenced me, set this songbird free. I'm like, I felt that. Literally, that's me. Yes. Or I've come to know love that's stronger yes. than the grave. That part hits. Mm. What's your favorite part about getting to worship God with worship music? You know, some people worship God with other parts of their lives, but what does it feel like? Like leading worship and stuff like that? Yeah. Sometimes it's super satisfying, honestly, because, like, on stage, like, in big in big church, like, during, like, ma- like Sunday morning church, mm-hmm. whenever we're, like, leading, sometimes the congregation will just, like, sing so loud that it sounds like a choir singing back to you. And it's, like, that Holy Spirit moment when you're, like, nobody even sounds off key right now. And I know that, like, most of these people cannot sing. Like, it's such, like, a Holy Spirit moment. And it just sounds so beautiful. It's, like, very emotional for, like, me and, like, Joni has said that and, like, other people on the worship team have all been like yeah that part is like so hard to like keep singing and like not get emotional yeah for me especially like whenever I just hear everybody coming together as a congregation for like one purpose to like sing to God like that's so cool to me I love that it's like that's got to be what heaven sounds like whenever I think about it I think that all the time I think it was uh last Sunday and I was back running the lyrics in the booth and something about the songs that were picked and the way everyone was singing, mm-hmm. it just felt so good. And I was just kept thinking, this has got to be what heaven, like you yeah. said, this has got to be what heaven's like. It's got to. It's got to be. Do you have any Bible verses that you ever think of when you're in like worship and praising or any that just hit different as a musician? I always think about the one that's, the one in Psalms, it's like praise the Lord with like harps and you know what Hearts I mean? And it's like, ears yeah, and, and like all, that all of that one. Also, there's this one that I wrote a song based on. In the night I search for you, in the morning I earnestly seek you. I wrote this song, and like the first verse is literally just, In the night I search for you, in the morning I earnestly seek you. You are all that I'm wanting. God, I'm fixing my eyes on you. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that verse just really like hit as my whole life is supposed to be worship. It's not just a song that I sing or the way that I play guitar or whatever. It's my whole life is about seeking you and putting you first and just like giving everything that I have to you. The moment that I open my eyes, my goal is to have my mind like fixated on God. Yeah. And it's been helping me a lot that I, this summertime, about the same time I started going to the church. But making my mornings, even when it was only, like, the 15 minutes I had, like, my cereal before I went to work. Yeah. And then now dedicating larger chunks of time to it. But before before noon, if not, when I am first up and about in the morning, I need, I need some time yeah. with God. I need my prayer time so I can set my eyes on handling things in a way that my flesh yeah. doesn't want to handle it. I used to get like that at work with, like, <laughs> certain things would happen and I would freak out and now 
I feel like the Holy Spirit has kind of like renewed my mind completely in that way because like stuff will happen that's really annoying and I'll just be like, mm, it's okay. Yeah. Like, it's fine. Like, because work is not my whole life. You know what I mean? I feel like whenever you take, like, the Holy Spirit out of work, it feels like that's all there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes it can feel like this day is all that there is in my life. And then it's, like, every stressor, like, feels like it's the end of the world. Yeah. But, like, when you have the Holy Spirit, it's like, it's okay. It's going to be all right. Yeah. I feel that. I literally had the mental visual as I was going on my walk today mm-hmm. of how easy it is to want to sometimes be mad at something or to just get triggered over something or feel frustration or just that tenseness and I had like a visual in my head of the flesh side of us like that animalistic or carnal Mm -hmm. as pastor was putting it yeah of just kind of like there's a beast that I feel like naturally makes up the wickedness that is a human being and naturally when I feel that frustration instead of allowing myself to simmer in that immediately saying deep breath holy spirit give me patience that's not for me that kind of voice in my head that's not for me (laughs) and being able to separate myself from that natural beastly part of us into what God has for us what are other ways that you worship God like in your daily life outside of your music a way that I like really enjoy worshiping God is just like doing things for other people or like being overly nice to people like you know what I mean like I don't know you can be like normal nice and like everyone thinks that you're just like a good person kind of nice but then there's like that Holy Spirit tender like compassion that you can have for people and I feel like that is like a huge part of serving God that a lot of people miss out on because they're like oh I don't have time to just do this like one little thing for this person but it's actually like a huge deal to them and that can honestly like strengthen other people's faith and like other people's like belief in God whenever they see someone who is a Christian like being like what we're Jesus. called to be yeah, yeah like, like Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> and it's like I I don't know like I feel like it's just something that whenever you are born again and the Holy Spirit fills you up it is like that new kind of compassion that you have for other people and that love and that want to fight for them kind of like compassion that you have I feel like our little church is so good at that aspect of showing the love of Jesus because I mean I that <laughs> women's ministry be fighting the devil <laughs> <laughs> I literally I popped in here in late summer just mm-hmm. praying for a church like this but it's even more than it it's different than what I expected and better yeah I'm just walking in and meeting a couple people and like now I'm invited to their wedding and now I have all of these people who said hey I'm gonna introduce you to this person who introduced me to this person who yeah. said oh you, you'd be interested in kids ministry someday let me introduce you to these people yeah. you need to come to all these events and then for you saying hey are you a part of this book study yet you need to join in you need to come with me to everything that's a part of this <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's so good and so encouraging especially uh for people who are strong in their faith or aren't strong in their faith to get to be wrapped up in God's people. Yeah. Like our church is so good at doing. It just helps you like feel the love of God in like a tangible way. Like yeah. because some like you obviously it's tangible to us like whenever we feel the Holy Spirit and stuff like that, but it's like being with like other Christians and like loving on your friends and just like feeling like you're in this family is like that like tangible kind of like 
love that sometimes we like crave from Jesus. Like mm-hmm. everyone has wanted a hug from God at some point right. in their life. And it's like, I feel like that's what community was created for was that little missing piece that we don't feel sometimes from God, which like, it's not that anything's missing with God, but just God called us to be in community. Like right. he created that for a reason. And I just feel like our church has such a sweet, loving kindness going on like I don't know how to explain it it's, it's just good. like so good it's like one giant hug yeah from all of the different individuals it's just like you walk in and you're like mm, I'm I love this this is home I know like I gone for the weekend had such a fun trip with my friend Molly and yet missing Sunday morning I, I was never a good consistent churchgoer but I was never super involved in a church community so I mean you miss Sunday listen to the sermon online it's fine yeah. but I was just like I gotta get home in time so I can go uh, Sunday night to hang out with my people and mm-hmm. see everybody yeah like I feel like I miss and so me, much. And me, like, being at church, I'm like, I hope Grace gets there because I miss her. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. That's tangible love that we can offer other people. Mm-hmm. Whether they know Jesus, they don't know Jesus, they're feeling them right now, they're not feeling them right now. Yeah. The fellowship that comes from those kinds of environment. When you're alone in your faith, it's a lot harder to amplify it and to trust in it. I feel like there's a lot of yeah. opportunities for doubt to creep in. But when you're with a group of believers, there's constant encouragement and affirmation mm-hmm. of, yeah. I feel that too, I feel that too, or I've been there. Yeah, or like, and like people that are older than you have been through like those seasons of life and they're like constantly helping you and being like, okay, like what are the steps that you're taking to get through this, like to get rid of this stronghold because it's got to go. Mm-hmm. I had that and I dealt with it for way too long. You're not going to deal with it for that long. Let's go. Like, that's how they all are. Yeah. Especially in women's ministry. I feel like everyone's <laughs> like, no, I've been through that and I was there for too, too long. long and I'm not going to see you do that. Like, we're not going to allow that to have that power over you for that long. I right. love that. We're going to put, we're going to be in a seating for you. We're going to be praying that off. Yeah. You. When you're here, when you're not here. Yeah. What are some, like, unconventional ways that you like to worship? One of the ones that I do that I know has got to seem childish at some point is, uh, for instance, I have a coloring Bible. Yeah. And so my mom also knows I enjoy that physical coloring of Bible verses and things like that. She got me it. It's a coloring book, but it flips. I don't know how to explain. Oh, a pad. It's like a coloring pad. Okay. But it already, it's just coloring, so I'm not yeah, thinking, yeah, yeah. not trying to be creative. Yeah. We're just coloring in verses and stuff like that mm-hmm. and listen to some worship music. That's good. One that <laughs> looks funny is when I'm memorizing scripture and mm-hmm. I draw the first letter of the scripture yes. all over myself. <laughs> and we're like, are you okay? Like, what's wrong with your hand? <laughs> what is written all over you? And it's the Bible, it's the Bible verse I'm trying the to The word of God? What's written all over you? <laughs> Nothing? <laughs> One of the ways I feel like we show worship is when we are showing that there's something different about us to other people. True, yeah. Just the way you live. And one of the ways that I feel like gets brought up a lot for me is people always talk about how I I want that in reference to my energy and like being happy and energetic and things like that. Mm And people are always like, ah, like, how are you like that? Like, what do you, what do you drink in the morning? Do you like this? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I just got, it's Jesus. That's it. And I feel like sometimes people almost get not encouraged when I say that. They almost look like discouraged. Like there wasn't yeah. some kind of magic powder I could offer yeah, them. It's like, sorry, I don't do crack in the morning. Like, <laughs> it's just the Holy Spirit. It's Try just it. the Holy Spirit. And it's also 
some people then think, oh, she's just naturally happy. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a family history of naturally happy people. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> you, got, you got Jesus on your side. There's a lot more to be joyful over. So I feel like if there is one way of unconventional worship that I do, it's just choosing joy and choosing happiness in my day. Yeah. In a way that other people have asked me, m- multiple people have asked me, <laughs> where does this come from? <laughs> I feel like one of the ways that I worship really well, but the enemy tries to like stifle it a lot is like writing. I used to just songwrite all the time, like 24-7, and I feel like now my life is so busy that the enemy will try to whisper lies like no you can't like just you don't have time to just sit down and do what you're basically called to do and so I feel like that's one way that I love to worship is like writing and just like even like poetry or just writing hey god love you Mm -hmm. (laughs) just like a little journal entry like you're so good (laughs) just like little things like that I can relate to that one and, and I know we've talked about this before one thing of mine is some of the things that I feel called to do or the artistic expressions that I would love to produce but just feel like I don't have the capabilities for mm-hmm. and so I don't even pick it up to start I get that yeah like I don't even I don't even put the effort in because I'm so afraid of being so bad at it even if I just put in some time and effort it's something that could probably be improved and then used beautifully yeah I sit here and go Mm, I could spend time doing other things. Yeah. I feel like we get, like, into, like, the fear of man about mm-hmm. it and be like, oh, someone else is going to see this and think it's bad. But, like, God is actually calling you to do it, and he doesn't really care if it's, like, perfect or not because you created it. Right. And also God doesn't have, like, the lines and the boxes that we put things in. Right. So it's just like, oh, shoot, I've been fearing man and not God. <laughs> Time to reevaluate How did that. that happen? <laughs> you know the way you said that also made me realize if a, if a toddler comes up and gives you a, a picture, yeah. and it can be the worst picture in the world, you're like, this is amazing. Yeah. We are literally like the babiest yeah. babies to an infinite creator. So like we create anything from be like, I love you. That's like, oh, thank let me you put so it, much. Let me put it on the fridge. <laughs> Give me a cute magnet. Stick it on there. I'm going to frame this. I'm going to frame this. <laughs> exactly. If my dad, if my my actual yeah. dad could, col- I've seen some of the things he's kept from when I was a little kid. Some of my yes. drawings and little cards and things I made with the misspellings and all sorts of stuff. Like if my dad keeps a folder of little things that I've made <laughs> when I was a child. I wrote my dad a song one time for Father's Day and he still has it. And he sent me a picture of it this past Father's Day and I was like... This is so horribly written, but thanks for keeping it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, it's funny. That is a good way of putting it into context. Man. Okay, how do we then just get over that fear of man? If we're both in that spot, we're both creative people in different ways. Yeah. How do we both decide, okay, this is the path I'm taking, no fear of man, let's do it? I think it comes from, like, trusting that, like, when God tells you to do something, it's not because, like, he's going to, like, sit and watch you fail at it. Like, he's calling you to it because, like, there's a purpose and you're probably going to touch some lives through it and bring people to Jesus through this thing that God has inspired in your heart. Yeah. And it kind of goes back to, like, keeping the heart of your motive pure. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and making sure that you don't let your judgment be clouded by what other people think of you because that's not going to matter whenever we're not on earth anymore and we're in a new heaven a new earth and we're just with Jesus vibing like no one else is going to matter yeah like who who cares about our name when we're chanting our lords instead it's (laughs) it's not about me it's about what I can do for God through what he asked me to do yeah and it's like you know, if I don't do it, God will find somebody else to do it. It's, Esther, man, yeah, right there. <laughs> it's my job to say, like, to say yes, yeah. to pick up the cross and take it. Let's go. Right. It's, that, that's exactly on the story of Esther that I had just finished talking about in chapter four. Mordecai's telling her, yeah. God can find somebody yeah. else. How cool would it be, though? Yeah. If he used you. That'd be really dope. It'd be real dope. <laughs> like, you were born for this time. It's your time to figure this out and do this. Right. I didn't give you these good desires. Yeah. For you to not use them or yeah. to build upon them. So how can we stay accountable to making ourselves do that? Like, what's our... Let's make a game plan. I think it helps with accountability, like, with yeah. other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just making sure that we're, like, staying in the word and also not pushing it to the side. Mm-hmm. Whatever our things are, like, mine would probably be songwriting and just writing in general. And yours would be... And trying to pick back up art and creation and things like that. Yeah. And so I feel like it's just not, like, setting it aside and being like, oh, this is going to be really bad, so it doesn't matter if I do it anyways. Like, it, there's like, there's going to be no value of it anyways. And realizing, no, like, God asked me to do this, and I'm going to be obedient to him, and I'm going to worship him by being obedient and yeah. doing what he asked me to do and glorify him in this new and fun way. Yeah. Okay. So set up a goal. We got accountability now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how how are you going to prioritize your songwriting for the next for like the next thirteen days of January? Oh yeah. How are we going to prioritize these next two weeks? What are we going to do? Why don't we like set aside like an hour a day or something? I was literally stop. I was literally going to say an hour a day. Linked. <laughs> the Holy Spirit said, "I'm talking to both of you right now." <laughs> Um, <laughs> I feel like that would be really good. Like, maybe, like, an I feel like it would be really good to do, like, the hour before you go to sleep. Yeah. Because, like, that's, like, time away from your phone. They say that blue light's bad for you before you go to sleep anyways. But, like, like regardless. Glasses. We're doing it one way or another. Let's yeah. <laughs> Just, like, having no distractions and, like, putting your phone away type of stuff. Getting alone with God and with what he's, with the creation that you're supposed to create. Create. I'm so into this. Okay, so that's our next two weeks. And then we'll be able to touch base at the end of our two weeks. What have we created? We could, like, share. We could have, like, a little powwow share time. Yeah. That'd be so fun. That sounds perfect. That's such a good way. I like that. I feel like worship when it's completely private is beautiful and a great way to build intimate relations with God. But something about this of getting to worship... Even with, like, one other person? Yeah. That that just feels good. Also, like, it's going to be private worship, and then it's going to be, like, shared at the end. Like, you're going to have these, like, intimate moments with God, like, every single day that you're going to eventually share, but, like, those still get to be, like, your little times with God. Yeah. I love that. Okay. What, for the few people that like to listen to my podcast, what, (sighs) what is something good to tell them about worship? Like, what do you... What do you feel 
little Led encouragement. A little encouragement. Um, literally do not worry about who's around you because nobody's looking at you, honestly. <laughs> like, that's something that I had to learn is, like, I mean, when I'm on stage, obviously people are looking at me, but it's, like, they're not even wor- Even when you're on stage, like, no one's even worried about you. People are just following you because you're the one that's leading the song mm-hmm. and y'all are the ones that are, like, leading the music. But it's, like, no one's worried about you. Like, the people around you are all, like, focused on God. And if they're not focused on God, shame on them. Keep yourself focused. Like, it's, this is your time. Like, especially during, like, worship, congregational worship, this is your time to just praise God. Like, you don't have to do, there's no effort. All you have to do is open your mouth and sing and lift your hands if you feel led to and just, like, give it all to him. Yeah. And also, life worship, I feel like it's kind of the same thing. Don't worry about what everyone else around you is doing because you're like this small fragment in their life, even though we always want to think that we're bigger than we are. Like, keep yourself in perspective. Like, we're this small thing that God is going to use to do something bigger, but it's not about us. It's about our big God. We're this little person, and he's this gigantic God. (laughs) (laughs) What else is there to say? Yeah, there's like... Yeah, it's not about you. Keep your pride in check and just do what he's asking you to do because it's not about you. It's not about what people are going to think of you. People hated the Christians that were in the Bible. They got persecuted and they praised through it. Yeah. Literally chains broke off of them in jail because they were having such a good time. Right. Praising the Lord. Like, so imagine the chains that break yeah. off of you spiritually when you get Exactly. It's time to buckle up and get through it. Like, <laughs> it's okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. Chit-chatting. Anytime with my girl, Grace. (laughs) Anytime. A reminder, if you haven't heard it today, God loves you. I love you. Facts. Miss Caitlin loves you. Yes. (laughs) You are important. You have worth. And you have value. We're signing off because we got to go watch a movie or something. (laughs) Bye. (laughs)